Welcome back to another episode of the Resellers Mindset Podcast. My name is Mike, also known as the Used Book Guy on YouTube, along with my friend and fellow full-time reseller, Johnny B. We help people start and grow their reselling businesses from the ground up. We also have a weekly Zoom call and private Discord for all YouTube members. Head on over to youtube.com backslash usebookguy to join the channel and gain access to the full-length podcast, Zoom call, and private Discord today. Let's get into this week's episode. What is up, everybody? Welcome in another episode of Reseller's Mindset Podcast. Mike here alongside Johnny. Today is going to be a very fun, interesting topic, and we're going to talk about basically using the tools the platform allows you to use to increase your sales, right? So with Amazon, I'm the Amazon guy. Johnny's the eBay guy. With Amazon, really the tools Amazon gives you as a platform isn't the best. But there are softwares that Amazon lets the software to get access to their API, which in turn you can use to increase your business. So I'm going to let Johnny take it away with eBay. I know that we were kind of talking a little bit about this before the call and kind of the decision to promote listings or not promote listings. And before you say anything, it's like, I feel like there's one side is like completely against it, like. I shouldn't have to pay to for my items to be seen and sell. And then uh, people like myself and you are on the other side where, hey, if I got to pay an extra, you know, five, 10 percent to have my items seen and, and actually sell, then that's just the cost of doing business. So take us away here. Yay. And yes, I'm on the promoted bandwagon. Um, as far as the exact percentage to promote it, I'm going to leave that to your discretion. Um, I would say whatever you can afford to and still maintaining some profit for yourself would be ideal. What that magical number is to you, that's for you to decide. Um, and so promoted listings, what they do essentially is you give them a percentage and they will raise where your placement is on items um, of similar ilk when somebody's typing typing on eBay. Like, let's say you're searching for the Flintstones uh, book and there's 10 of them right so instead of position eight at zero percent you even though you did everything right on ebay and as to the other 10 people it may move you to position three if you go up to like five percent promoted as a for instance now you pay a little bit more percentage wise you may get up to that number one slot um what's too much to maintain number one again i'm gonna tell you to use your discretion there um, when you're making very little money, it's probably too much percentage wise. Now, no, no, wait, before we, before you continue on down this rabbit hole, mm -hmm. I'm going to, I'm going to play devil's advocate here. So you're saying I have the perfect listing on eBay. Yeah. All the item descriptions, everything, you know, 10 photos, at least mm -hmm. everything's the perfect listing. And you come along with the same item. Mm -hmm. All you got's the title. Sure. And you're going to promote at 15% that your listing is going to appear to the customers before my listing, which is done correctly. You're just going to be up there because you're willing to give eBay a cut of your money. Yes. So I would have a inferior listing to yours. Um, you may hold position number two, but because I'm paying eBay more money, you're I'm going to hold position number one in theory. And let's say the other guys were not promoting. You and I were. You're paying 5%. I'm paying 15%. Your listing's better, but I'm paying more money. I'm probably going to win as you far should, as placement goes. You see, you're basically saying that 
It's pay to win. I am saying that. Uh, or it's pay to bleed through the nose. Um, because if you're listing a $20 book and you're giving them 50% promoted, for instance, you're clearing very little of that $20 sale. Is there a limit on how many promoted listings they'll put at the top of the page? Like, say if it's like a really common DVD, right? And uh, there's 300 sellers and 200 of them are promoting. Like, are you always going to see all the promoters before the organic? Or do they like limit it at some point? Like, I'm only going to see like maybe three promoted before an organic or I don't know. Well, if you're unpromoted, you may not even show up at all you may be on page four for whatever reason with all the junk and like oh there there i am look at me um as far as a limit goes i'm unsure if they cap it at okay only the top 10 promoted or at the top everybody else gets rank and filed however i'm not sure how it works like how that exactly works i'm sure there's some rhyme or reason that may change from update to update because algorithm stuff um but that's not to say the pay to win people higher promoted people are always going to be up there at number one just odds are higher is what i is exactly what i'm saying I, i'm not saying it's a written in stone because there's a lot of unknowns about ebay and like i was just mentioning before every update the knowns become unknown again because things change and the deck gets reshuffled i promote all my stuff on ebay the little bit i have uh i i for me uh you know being a solely amazon seller uh there's just cost of businesses like it's cost of doing business like you have to figure out a way to get that extra three to ten percent whatever you're comfortable promoting at because at the end of the day everybody else is going to do it that wants to get their stuff to sell so like if i switch this into the amazon world it's when people yell at me about undercutting prices by a penny well if the buy box is going to go to me for a penny then i'm going to okay. undercut all day long and people will oh you're creating an environment where everything's tanking well if i don't do it johnny's gonna do it if me and johnny ain't gonna do it bob's gonna do it like there's there's always somebody else that wants to get the i guess upper i think we have to accept the fact that at the end of the day johnny we're like we're business enemies right like yeah you're my competitor it's like that's exactly it we are everybody's competitors, right? Yeah, we can all sit down, kumbaya and everything like that. But at the end of the day, like everybody wants to make the money and not everybody's stuff is going to sell, especially if it's something, you know, that's more unique and might take a while to sell. Are you willing to not get the sale because you don't want to promote an item for 5%? And that's like, that's an honest question. Like you, that stuff may never sell because you think that eBay's eBay's ripping you off because now you got to promote it 2% at least. And it's like, listen, the fees are always going to go up. They're never going to go down. You have to figure out ways to get margin back in your business. And promoted listings, if you're an eBay seller, I know there's people out there, oh, yeah, I don't promote and I'm making trillions. Okay, you are a unicorn out there in the world of unicorns. Um, It's just, I think- If you're selling you bars of gold, I'm going to say you don't need to promote. If you're selling bars of gold, most common eBay sellers, everything sellers, even some of the more popular niches like media, clothing, shoes, there the saturation is higher than it's ever been. You have, I personally believe, you have to promote if you're going to sell media on eBay. I don't, I don't think there's any. I think you still can have a business, but 
you're going to need lots and lots of listings and lots and lots of quality items to get traffic to your listings. I don't think, you know, you can have a a junk eBay store, right? Maybe you're somebody that sells media and, and you list everything you get and you don't promote. I think you're dead in the water. I think you sell nothing ever. Right. There's two ways to go on eBay. You can go uh, high ASP, um, low, small store uh, or smaller store, or you can go high volume with low margin. You just need to list so many, like you were saying, like a lot. Um, because the main thing in media, um, no matter which way, well, at least on the volume end, it's about multi-quantity orders. That's where you're going to make your money because your prices are so cheap. I want that. I want that. I want that. The prices are so good. Everybody wants a deal. If you're the if you're the low man, you got all the goods. I mean, hey, why not? Uh, versus the higher end guy, the guy selling all Eastern Press books. That's his store, Eastern Press, right? Well, he's selling, I don't know, $100 plus books. Uh, he doesn't need as many sales as the volume guy, but maybe they're making the same. It's just the volume guy selling like 30 items a day and Eastern Press guy selling two and they're making the same amount of money. I would, I mean, I know this is fact and I know you're, at least I hope you're going to agree with my next statement is that eBay would be a better platform if the listing that was done the best showed up at the top of the search results. It used to be that way. And yes, I do agree with you. Promoted listings are fairly new. Um, I think they're less than five years old. I think it's maybe two years, maybe three that they've had promoted listing. It used to not be a thing. Uh, now that it is a thing, it's, again, going back to the word competitor here, it's become a more competitive market. Because um, the more tools eBay gives us or Amazon gives us, the more competitive environment it has to be. Because you got to master something else now and dial it in exactly. Um, you also got to know your market, like, the clothing seller may not have to promote as high as the media seller is, for instance. Um, maybe the clothing seller has to pay less. The media guy has to pay more, even though the media guy's items are worth less. But that's just the name of that category. That's the game you got to play. What do you say to the person that's like, I don't know, maybe they've been selling on eBay for a while before promoted listings start, started. And like, maybe they're stuck in their ways. They're stubborn. And they say, I'm not going to pay eBay an extra three percent for promoted listings and maybe you know they're just set in their ways like how would you go about convincing somebody like that to you know try out promoted listings exactly how i'd word it i would say give it a three-month cycle at a percentage that you're comfortable giving away right now and if you don't like it um dial it back or turn it off um but give it a solid three months um, and here's a good experiment for you as far as figuring out where your listings are currently ranking. I would take 10 items, 10 common items. They don't have to be gold items. And and search on a different web browser, like incognito mode, or go to a go to your friend's house and search on their computer um, for those 10 items and see where you're ranking as far as where it's sorting your items. And then look at the people that are ranked higher than you. Why is that? Is it their title structure? Because maybe you can glean some ideas to help your listings, but you can also extrapolate maybe they're just promoting higher than I am. And what is that promoted percent at? Maybe I'm under promoting. So you got that's why I can't give you exact numbers because what works for me and my stuff, because I'm vintage, right? And I sell some newer stuff too, but I know where to dial that in at for me. I can't tell you if you're the textbook guy what you need to do. Because books, just like clothing, there's all kinds of different books. So it really depends.
And if you're not niched and you're an everything bookseller, I can't help you. I, there's no way for me to even start to help you. I'm I'm just I'm putting you on the spot with everything today. Um, sure. So you have five percent, right? Five percent is what we're going to promote at. Would okay. it be better to promote your listings at five percent or run a sale for five percent off? I I would choose promotion over the sale, honestly. I'm just curious. I was just curious what what your take was there. Um. Well, speaking of sales, sales are good. And I, I found, and I've talked to other uh, book and media sellers, percents don't perform as well in media on eBay as buy something, get something for free does. Now, I, I'm I'm public with this, so I don't mind sharing it um, in my other groups. Um, I do two for two. You buy two items, you get two items free. That sounds much better to a customer um, than... I don't know, a 10% off sale. So uh, I I think I think you're right because you would argue that because we already just said you could have the best listing out there and you would even argue you could have the best price out there. Uh mm -hmm. the promoted listing will always show up even if they're charging a hundred dollars, if they're promoting at a hundred percent, it's gonna charge up over yours that you're charging up one penny for because they're promoting theirs and you're not promoting. Right, I think so. Um, and like you may be position number two, um, but if they're paying, I don't know, eighty percent promoted, how do you compete with that? I they they're probably losing money at eighty percent. To be fair, because um, that that's just the promoted fees. There's other fees in addition that eBay tax on than just promoted. So you got to keep that in. Um, you got to know your numbers. We talk about that a lot. You got to know your numbers, right? And that applies to the promoted percent that you're going to give eBay. Um, cause that tax on. And so for the guy that's not promoting or promoting it, I don't know the standard, what is it now? 2%? 2%. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, let's say everybody else, so let's say the market's at 8% and you're at two, you're not at the market value, but most every other seller is. And then, yeah, there's some guys that are just set in their ways. Like we were saying that are at zero, you're going to rank above the zero guys, maybe you did a better listing. So maybe you're going to rank a little bit higher than the promoted guys, but the guys, on the upper echelon, as far as percent, I still think they're going to be above you at the end of the day. I still think that people, when they're searching for something to buy online, are highly likely to just click the first result they see. They don't even understand that it's a promoted listing. They're not even going to price shop around. If there's a hundred copies of the same thing and they search for that specific item, right? Maybe they're searching for the Halloween DVD or and the first one that pops up, the price seems decent. They're just clicking on it and buying it. I think a lot of resellers, because a lot of us are cheapos, right? We like to shop deals. Like when we shop for something on eBay, as an eBay seller, we scroll through the listings and we think the customers do the same thing. I would argue it's the complete opposite. I think customers are clicking through one of the first three that they see and that's it. I, I know that you can say, oh, well, you got to at least be on the first page. I think you got to be on top, top half of the first page of ten results only. Like you got to at least be on page one, at least to have a hope and a prayer. Yeah, I think I know. Like, oh, I don't want to pay. Like, honestly, if you don't, this is, <laughs> this is a hot take coming in here, but I really don't care. If you don't have five to ten percent margin in your business to promote, the game ain't for wrong. you. 
You're the, doing it wrong. The, the reselling game ain't for you. I mean, the reselling business thrives on high margins, right? That's how a lot of us make a lot of our money. If you can't squeeze out an extra 7 8% to actually sell your items, unfortunately, I don't want to <laughs> listen. We don't care. I don't want to hear no complaining about no sales because this tool is a proven way to have your items rank higher. Yes, it's pay to win. Wah, wah, wee, wah. Somebody get tissues for the people yelling out there right now that I'm never going to promote. It's more fees. Guess what? That's the reality of the game we are playing. It's perfectly fine if you don't want to do it, but I can't expect the same results as somebody that's promoting all their stuff at X percent. That's just the reality of it. Now, here's from a different perspective. Um, since we're talking about searching on eBay. So, yeah, you do the search thing and then you filter or use left-hand navigation. Hey, I want just the guys with free shipping. So the guy at 50% that's charging shipping, he's going to get filtered out. He's going to go away. Um, but ha but like you were saying, how many people are actually using left-hand navigation or filtering versus the ones that are? Um, the other thing is um, the guys that are at zero promoted, not promoting at all, is we're not saying you're going to get zero sales altogether. We're just saying it's a very uphill battle for you um, versus the guys that are. Um, I, I don't think I, – I think if you're at zero, you really need to be in the high-volume game or you need to have you're, – you're, you need to have no competitors. So really rare, rare stuff. Then I could see an argument for not using promoted in those two scenarios. But even the volume guys, I still think you need promoted at the minimum of two. But if you're the super rare guy, maybe you don't need to promote. If there's you've only you've got the one copy of whatever this is, um, I I, I will I'll make the statement that you don't really need to promote. Yeah, I I think you're right. I think there are certain business models that can get away with it, but the actuality of probably 95% of the people listening to this is we sell in categories where there's lots of other people. We're not selling super rare items. So I think you, I think everybody needs to at least, you know, give it a week. Even if you don't want to do Johnny B's crazy three month trial to see if you can make the Marines, the eBay Marine Corp, yeah. uh, give it a week, give it a weekend and just test it out. And you should have the margin anyway. Right. I mean, I know, listen, I sell on Amazon. They take all your money. So me giving eBay an extra five ten percent, <laughs> hey, I'm <laughs> you ain't got nothing on Jeff over there, right? Like, yeah. I think I think a lot of people just like you said, you know, eBay has changed a lot over recent years. This didn't used to be a thing. So everybody thinks, oh my God, eBay is just trying to get more money. Well, they are a business that would like to make as much money as possible, like any other selling platform. It's an option. You're not forced to. It's an option, boys and girls. Yeah, but see, the problem is with you saying it's an option is all the sissies come out and whine that they don't get sales, but they don't promote nothing. So like, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that's the argument that it's it's unfair because it's pay to win. And I feel like I shouldn't have to pay to promote my items because I, you know, I don't, I shouldn't have to. This is unnecessary. It's unfair to me. Why do I got to pay to have my item seen? Right. So here's another tool eBay has um sending offers Some you got believe in sending offers no, either. if you don't have offers on we can't be friends <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> unless unless we're talking about that situation where you're selling something you know is going to sell it's highly in demand um 
I don't I think even if you have no intentions on taking an offer, you have offers turned on because I solely believe and I I have I don't have like solid, you know, hard evidence, but there's been cases where I got offers on an item and I declined it or I countered and then the item sold for full price right away. So I do think offers play some kind of activity in the algorithm for those items. I think everybody should have offers on. And I don't want to hear somebody sent me, a, I'm tired of people sending me one nickel offers on my items. Who cares? You don't again. take their nickels. You can counter it. <laughs> Yet again, <laughs> we don't care, right? Like yeah. you have to have this on. So it not only does it boost your items, you're going to be able to get sales. I take offers all the time. Oh, well, why are you taking $5 less for an item? Well, I got it for a dollar, right? Like, why am I trying to hang on and get every penny out of every item? You are going to go away real quick as a reseller playing that game. Right. And uh, on offers, they'll send you a, well, I can get it here for blah. I can get it. There. I don't really interact with these people that send long winded messages of why they think it's priced this way. I just send them. I just, I just focus on the dollars. They sent me this. That's not really what I'm comfortable with, so I'm going to counter it this. And uh, I actually, in that little chat box there, I send them a link for my coupon if they want a better deal. There's yeah. the better deal. It's in the coupon. I didn't even think of that. Like that's that's kind of like a cheat code, dude. You're spilling yeah. secret sauce out here. I've never. I mean, I don't operate eBay like you, so I don't even. I've never even created a coupon code in my life. But like that right there is like, oh, that's kind of like the tip of the day, right? We need like a. You could take this deal, or you could use my coupon for the better deal. Yeah, it's like the Kmart. Let's blue, make a deal. Let's Kmart, make a deal. Kmart blue light special, right? Like everybody <laughs> runs, right? Oh my god, there's a special. Uh, so that kind of covers what we wanted to talk about on the eBay front. I do think offers and promoted listings uh, are a permanent place in my eBay business, even if they keep raising the minimum to three percent, to four percent, to five. Honestly, everywhere you look, go search on Google for any product. And as you want to see sponsored, everything sponsored, you pay for placement, you, any company, anywhere, everything has an, an option where you can pay to be basically seen more often. That's how you win. Yeah. All right. Amazon side of things. Um, I kind of already hit on the topic of like, Amazon lets us use software to our advantage. Now these softwares can turn you into a monster, right? You can become lazy, you can become, I see it all the Price time. Will get it. Yeah, right. You just rely on the software, right? Um, you just have a scanning app, right? Whether that's, whether it's for media, you know, or it's for other items, right? So we got like Scoutly, Scout IQ, Seller Amp for anything else. You just become so complacent with just looking at your phone and not analyzing the data yourself. You're just trusting what the software says. I think this is a huge problem in the Amazon space. A lot of people just... Well, it's, my phone said I should buy it, so I buy it. And then they get home and it was the wrong listing or something like that. So the tools that we're allotted as Amazon sellers are amazing. They allow us as a single person operation to scale so much faster than, say, an eBay seller like Johnny. It's given us all the data in front of us for exactly what's going on on the platform, how often this item sells how much it's selling for, exactly how much you're going to make after fees. It takes the guesswork out of everything. You have to, I understand that, you know, myself, even me, myself, right? Like 
when I started, I didn't have a fancy printer. I didn't have a listing software. I did it all through my phone and my computer through, you know, Seller Central. I do think there is some merit to doing that, like when you start out. But I do think now it's more important than ever because I feel like people don't have an attention span like we used to, right? Like we used to try something and you would give it a while, right, to see if it works. Now it's like if you don't get results and you start something new, like a, a reselling business, like if you don't get results in the first probably month, like you're out, dude, you've checked out already. Like, and Amazon let, lets you have these, have the software that makes it easy, but the turnaround time with your money on Amazon is kind of what holds people up. But just on the topic of like different softwares, like you have to reprice, you have to undercut by a penny. Your conditions mean nothing on Amazon. I talk about this as like, you know, one of my, top five things is your conditions don't matter. It's all about price. And unfortunately, the reality is things tank on Amazon. That's the way of the world. Who's to say you send something in on Amazon and Johnny B doesn't come. He don't know what he's doing. He listed at, you know, he's losing money. He lists something at $5. It's actually a $50 item. Well, the next person comes along and does the same thing, the same thing. Then your stuff never, it, it can be a, a, a frustrating battle but taking advantage of the tools Amazon lets us have. Like I think about like an eBay app where you can actually see, like you scan a barcode out in the thrift store and it shows you how many times this item sold on eBay in the past 90 days, what the average selling price was in the past 90 days for those items. Like something like that, that's what we have on Amazon. That's why I love selling on Amazon in comparison to eBay. It's because we have all the data in front of us so it's almost foolproof when you buy these things because we're spoiled. I say it all day long compared to eBay sellers, Amazon sellers are spoiled. Hell of a lot easier. I'll say that because you, you can, it, and a lot of it's math. You have mathematical proof. If it sells X amount of times and there's only, only Y amount of listings and I'm within that threshold, it's going to sell, right? Unless there's a huge influx to come along, which is low, but yeah, unless you're in textbooks. It's the same way with eBay when it comes to like, if we make the comparison of Amazon to eBay with repricing, uh, Amazon, it's all automated, right? And yes, you can set up like, uh, you know, date buckets for sales, right? So you can have it, if something's 90 days, it goes on sale for 10%. But with Amazon, the competition is so heavy that these repricers, it's around the clock. You undercut yeah. a penny, you get undercut by a penny. You undercut a day. And that's, and that's on the low end. Like there's repricers that don't have a limit. So it reprices infinitely every time you're not the lowest price. Mm -hmm. um, the one I use is only 20 times a day. So if you think about that, you have 5,000 items, 20 times a day, you're undercutting by at least a penny. It That's how much in margin you lose every single day in your business if all of your items are going down in price. But 20 cents a day, 20 cents a day, 20 cents a day, yeah. Yeah, what what's twenty cents times five thousand? Too much. <laughs> uh, One thousand dollars. Yeah, a thousand bucks. Thousand bucks a day. If if your all your items were repriced down one penny, you had five thousand items. That is the reality of selling on Amazon. That is the equivalent to the cost of doing business of eBay promoted listings. If you, you're selling on Amazon, repricing is the equivalent of promoted listings because the only way 
95% of the sales come through Amazon is the buy box. The only way you get the buy box is the lowest priced in most cases. Uh, you ain't got it. You ain't ever going to sell. I mean, we can sit here and say there's some sell through on eBay, but you being a person that's had the buy box, not had the buy box, uh, you know the difference. I mean, I'm in, I'm, in, I'm in it right now, man. I'm like, I want the glory days back. Those are good times. Yeah, I mean, it's it's so different. I mean, the same quantity, um, instead of doing like $100 a day, you're doing maybe $100 a week. And that's if you have like thousands in there or mm, maybe 200 if you got thousands in there or maybe in the course of two weeks. It's so slow because it's, well, like kind of like placement on eBay. Everybody's on one listing, right? And the guys with the buy box, they're not paying anything for this, but it's equivalent of promoted listings, right? So they're going to rank higher on you every time because there's only one listing. And you're expecting a customer to go find your listing amongst 50 other people and choose you? Not sorry, on Amazon. Sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. It's not happening. No, there is no, uh, there's no little scroll your page on amazon like they bury you if you're not the buy if you're not the buy now button you ain't getting found unless you're the lowest price and your merchant fulfilling it yourself even then it's a grind it's it's uh it's completely but i do think at the end of the day kind of re reverting the full circle here is in the reselling business these things we're talking about it's the cost of doing business mm -hmm. if this means you have to factor this in to your overall spreadsheet you have or something that breaks down all your fees. It's got to happen. I don't think there's a way forward if you're not willing to be the lowest price on Amazon, if you're not willing to promote your listings on eBay, I don't see a path forward. You might be doing decent now, but I think it's only going to get more competitive, especially everybody talks about, oh, things are slowing down. The comet's coming to hit the earth in seven days. Um, what happens here is the people that rely on, you know, eBay and Amazon get more aggressive because they say, okay, well, instead of 5%, I'm going to do 15%. And yeah, I'm willing to, I'm willing to, you know, pay the 15% because I'm still going to turn my inventory, keep the cash flow flow. And that's like one of my patented sentences. Reselling, you have to, you got to have cash. You can't just keep all your stuff sitting around your house, right? I mean, even if it's just you and you ain't got nobody else and you just got a house full of stuff, like you got to sell the stuff. You're not even reselling at this point if you're just storing it in your house. And if that means you got to pay an extra 15 percent, if somebody came into you today, Johnny, and said, what's your number for it? What's your list and price on everything you have? And you're like 10 grand. And they're like, well, how about uh, I'll take 15% off and I'll buy it all. You're not going to think twice. That's an instant yes. And I don't think people realize like that's the power of some of these tools. It's like, yeah, you're paying an extra 10%, 15%, but that means your item's going to sell. Here's a perfect scenario. Let's say you got a library book or a local pickup, both free. Cost you zero other than time, maybe a little bit of gas. $50 item. Guy sends you an offer for 25. Are you taking that, Mike? Are you taking that deal, Mike? Every single time. There you go. Dude, I'm not even I'm not even countering. I'm not even countering that. Yes. And that's a good point. If you counter, you run the risk of them not doing anything. I can admit when I first started eBay and the best offer thing, I be, I would counter every single time. 
them days are long gone, buddy. Yeah. I'm taking my money and I'm running. Yeah, unless it's super low or like, eh, like I may make money, I may not. If there's a question mark there, then I'll counter. But any other time, because our cost of goods are so low in media. Um, yeah, for anything though, like almost even if you break even and that item's been sitting there, can't you go redeploy that same money and make it better buying decision today than you could for that item that's been sitting there for a month, two months, three months? Absolutely. And I used to get mad at low offers. I did. I, I found it insulting because um, I did all this work, right? And they sent me an offer for half of what I was asking for. How dare they? You know what? Thank you, ma'am. I'll take your money. I, I, I got a hot take. If I had an item sitting for a month and I paid $15 for it and someone offered me and maybe I had it listed for 30 and it's been sitting for a month and someone offered me 10 bucks, I'm taking it. Yeah, I think there is a point where in a reselling business, you have to take the loss, take the money you get from the loss and make a better decision in the future. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, I have probably a couple thousand junk items on my eBay store that I should not have listed on eBay to begin with. I'll take really low offers that maybe even some of the negative. Um well, that's not true because my shipping kind of pays for it. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. It happens on Amazon though, right? An item tanks to my minimum price and it's basically break even. Do I get all... Break even or pay to have it liquidated? One of the two. Do I get all upset? Like, oh my God, no. I think to myself, well, it's gone. It's out of my inventory. That, you know, three bucks will be in my bank account when I paid for the item. Uh, the next DVD I buy for $3 will be a much better one and it'll sell for more money. But people get... I think two people do get too like offended by like offers and like this is business. It ain't personal as a wise gangster used to say that is like, I mean, that should, that should have been the title of this, right? You know, that should have, that would have been a more appropriate title because we're all businesses competing together on these platforms. Yeah. If there's, if there's a, a, an advantage you can have over the next person, if it costs you X percent, then factor that in. Maybe you stop buying the $10 junk. Maybe you go up, you know, to the $20 stuff. And a lot of it is like, unfortunately, a lot of it is the, the garbage that people don't promote and it never sells. So like, what do you think is going to happen? Yeah. So yeah, let, let's say Mike and I were on the same listing and I'm doing him wrong by undercut. No, I'm not. It's business. And he's not going to take it personally. Well, he might, but in a joking way. Um, and I make the sale and he may have to wait another extra week before he has to does. He gives me a ring on the call. Damn you, Johnny. <laughs> Do you know how much trash probably gets talked about me because I undercut Amazon prices by a penny and I tell every single person to do the same thing? Like, I know for a fact there's people out there that are like, the used book guy is stupid and he's destroying the Amazon marketplace. I'm thinking to myself, like, there's how many huge booksellers out there that do this and have been doing it since day one like i'm just i guess i'm just a scapegoat because i'm actually out there saying yeah go undercut everything you're a public figure that people can engage with and i, and I just i just embrace it i'm just like yeah go undercut everybody by a penny the hell with them right like who cares like you're are you want do you want to make money or do you want to store your items at the amazon warehouse right like that's oh, and it's the same with ebay do you want to make money or do you want to store the items at your crib and look at them all day long 
and smell the stinky, sweaty socks that you're trying to sell for way too much money because you never went back and seen if somebody else came on. the. I'm guilty of this. I never go back and look at my listings after I listed them on eBay to see like if somebody else has come on the listing for cheaper. I only do that with like higher priced items. And even then it's not a proactive. It's just, I got a spare minute. I'm thinking about this right now. Let me go check. But it's not something to my routine really. Yeah. So uh, all of us are like, Hey, we'll list it and forget it. Right. And then all of a sudden you don't know how many other people have listed that same item for less than you. And the argument would be, well, at least if you were promoting that item, you still be at the top of the search, even though they have a, a lower price. I mean, right there, kind of just cheaper blows items. I, I don't care. I don't care. I listed it. And it's done. Now, if there's a change or an update that eBay has comes along that I have to go then re-edit all my listings, which does happen every couple of years or so, everybody has to go in and update their item specifics because they change things around. Um, that's the only case in point where I might reevaluate what I put in there. I'm going to give you one last eBay topic to cover, and I'm only going to give you like 60 seconds to explain yourself. Okay. Uh, a tool eBay has that I use, but I think I use it kind of sort of in the right way. And a lot of people don't is the cell similar tool. 60 seconds. You're on the clock. Every second counts. Go. All right. When you click the cell similar button, it will copy a li listing that you previously listed. So most of the item specifics are filled out for you. So let's just say you had a generic romance novel and you had another one you wanted to list. You would hit cell similar and most of the item specifics are filled out. And it helps if it's the same publisher because it's even less to fill out. And it helps even more if it has the same author from the same publisher. So less you have to fill out, but more quickly you can get done with your listing. And done. What about dark side? If I'm say if I'm I got my pile of 10 things and they're all different things and I'm just hitting sell similar off of other people's listings on eBay, not my own. I wouldn't trust it because you don't know what's right and what's wrong without actually double checking checking. The only person you can really trust is yourself because you know the kind of quality work you put into your listing. So I would never, unless you're just starting, and maybe you'll try to correct as least as possible and hope they did a good job. Without that, it, I would only trust yourself because you know the kind of quality you put into your listing. So sell similar off yourself. Now for the multi different thingies, well, you got genres. There's your base point. So, okay, it's a history book. I've sold a history book before. Let me take that one. And the least amount of work I can do, I'm going to have to put some work in it because they're not exactly the same. Sure. But you save some, yourself some time. So you can go to your active page, type in the word history, assuming it wasn't your title. Find another history book and sell off that. Some so, people like to use templates. I don't like to use templates. Sell similar is not necessarily a shortcut. I'm here to tell you that I do it. And most of the times I wind up spending a lot more time fixing the broken listing that I hit sell similar off of uh, the item specifics. And I want to waste more time than if I just would have created the listing from scratch 100%. Yeah. So it's just uh, don't think you're saving yourself time or doing yourself any favors because Listen, most people, unfortunately, they don't know what they're doing. They don't know what they're putting. I can't tell you how many books I listed that the years are wrong. The author's wrong. The genre's wrong. Everything is wrong. Publisher's wrong. The ISBN's wrong. Why is the ISBN wrong? Yeah, it's uh, it's a deep, dark hole. So that's going to do it for the episode. Take advantage of the tools eBay and Amazon gives you. Uh, even if it does seem kind of scammy, pay to win, promoted listings, uh, repricing and losing $1,000 a day like we talked about, right? 
these are the costs of having a business. You are a business owner, whether you do this part-time, full-time, no time, all the time, you are reselling. You have a business, right? You have to get, pay taxes, file taxes. You are a business owner. I know it's a, it sounds crazy, right? You have a business, your little, your little reselling business, your little reselling warehouse like Johnny over there. Treat it like a business. You'll get the results. Use the tools. Even if that means factoring in an extra 10% of your margin going out the door, that's fine. Lower your buy cost by 10%. All of a sudden, you're winning more. You're making a lot more money. So as always, we appreciate you watching or listening, and we will see you in next week's episode. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Reseller's Mindset Podcast. Today's full episode and all previous episodes are available to all YouTube members, along with the weekly Zoom call and private Discord. Head on over to youtube.com backslash the used book guy and consider joining for as little as $2.99 a month.